All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the Laser Tag Podcast. This is the second of the week. We're doing a double feature. First one came out with J.P. Vitello. Happy to have him. Um, Christian, what would you say? Um, was that a good one yesterday that we did with J.P.? Very good one. Very, Very good, good one. one yeah. He's got some insights that you just, you know, you just don't think about, and he has these weird little yeah. connections. If you listen to the podcast, you'll understand that. And uh-huh. We were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Never thought a new way of thinking who, who yeah. would have thought yeah. that's jp for you though so definitely go listen to that one if you haven't already uh, but here today we are bringing back our uh yeah should i call you a co-host or should i call you like a reoccurring guest like well, what do you want to correspondent be? i think that's the technical term because i'm not a correspondent but i am i am yeah. definitely reoccurring but I don't know. I mean, you guys, it's your show. You made you made our logo. I mean, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> so back with us is our correspondent, Michael Hatch. Um, thanks for coming back, Mike. Of course, no worries. Had to pull you um, off the scrap heap. Seriously, he's old, he's old, reliable. He is, you know, except for yesterday when he canceled on us. Hey, hey, I forgot hey. I had work. I forgot <laughs> I had work. <laughs> No, but that's all right. Work's more important. We only look ahead. We don't look back. Wasn't it like Jimmy Butler who was like, I don't have a uh, like a rearview mirror in my car because I don't like looking in the past? Didn't he say that? Uh, I've heard that's, that before. I don't know if it was him, though. That's your man. I like so I would... It is. I'm pretty sure that's, that's, that's him. So Speaking of Jimmy don't Butler, worry. we're going to get right into the NBA here. We are recording this on – oh, gosh, what's the date today? Tuesday, the – 8th of June, so anything that happens after this, we can't be held liable for. Um, well, our, our, what we're saying, basically, is, is that. Um, so the NBA playoffs, we're in round two, guys. Semifinals is happening right now. Are there any shocking teams that have made it in your guys' mind? Um, no. Not, uh, Atlanta not maybe, really. but... Maybe yeah, Atlanta, but, but they had a the favorable matchup, though, with the Knicks. I don't know. I mean, the Knicks had um, first place MVP vote Derrick Rose on their team. Uh, dude, that was that was a farce. <laughs> That's a farce. Fan vote. Fan vote. You know how happy that made me. <laughs> Whether it's fake or not, I don't care. Whether it's a fan vote or not, I don't care. Like that's legit. He got a first place vote. Were you the one that voted? I hope so. But no, you would have two if you. I was voting. <laughs> I mean, he like I told Tommy earlier, he tied Embiid. Embiid was considered to be a favorite. And look what yeah. happened. That's mm-hmm. sad. I mean, if you look at his credentials for it, like when he came to the Knicks, it kind of took off. Like they were like 24 and 10 with him. They were under 500 without him. Okay. I guess my surprise team would be the Clippers because I thought Dallas was closing that series out. Oh, no. See, uh, I'm already on. I already got my wheels turning. Brad Stevens is going to be the next head coach of Portland. Dame Lillard is going to be the next point guard of Boston. So you're going to trade your basketball operations guy for the point guard of the Trailblazers? Mm-hmm. So, sounds like feasible. Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, and draft picks. Hmm. That's different. <laughs> and is oh. Brad Stevens going to make this trade himself? He'll be like, I am trading myself to the Portland Trailblazers. See, I don't think he's really taking over. I really think it's Austin Ainge or one of the other people. That is Mike Zarin. Mike Zarin. That's already – part of the franchise as basketball operations this is just a formality so they can move them 
So you're calling the Celtics bluff right now. Mm. And you're thinking Damian Lillard is a Celtic next year. Yes, because he, he wants Jason Kidd. And Jason Kidd took himself out of Portland. And we're going to take Jason Kidd. In our and country, do it. Which I don't want. And do we want him? No. Would you be willing to take him if it brought you Damian Lillard? Yes. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have somebody run into him to spill the soda on the sideline. Well, that's almost guaranteed. There's yeah. people over there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody will throw it at him this time. A Boston fan? Probably, yeah. 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 Too soon? Probably no. a little. No. <laughs> nah, no, not, <laughs> eh, not, not too soon. Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> So that's a yeah, that's an interesting take there. I hadn't heard that one before. I saw it on TikTok last night. I'm like, I'm buying into it. Mm, yeah, don't like that at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Porzingis probably. I think he's gonna stay in Dallas. I, I know what's his face. Who's the owner? Cuban. 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 Right? Cuban. Yeah. Cuban already said that like a coaching change is not gonna happen and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, Danny Ainge said the same thing about Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens now Brad Stevens isn't the coach. So you're saying Mark Cuban's not bad to be the owner of the Mavericks. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying Brad Danny Ainge was saying Brad Stevens would be the coach next year. Brad Stevens isn't the coach next year. What if they don't hire a coach and Stevens does both? They already said it won't happen. No, Those are two different happening. roles in Boston, they said. In Boston, maybe, but what if they move the team to Newton? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. The One Newton city Celtics coming at you. <laughs> yeah, no, owned by yeah. me. Yeah, okay. I think the issue with Porzingis, one was, yes, Luca is as talented as everyone thinks, and he's going to dominate the ball 100%. Two, the problem with Porzingis is he needs to identify what type of player he is. He's not a superstar. He's not soft. Soft, sure. Yeah, like maybe he needs to soft. look in the mirror and just like poke himself and like he sees himself being soft. Like, I don't know. But he needs to understand what he is. He's a seven foot like four big tall shooter. And like when you're seven four in a shooter, you can still play in the post and take jump shots. Like he, he needs to realize that he's not gonna bully anyone. That's not Porzingis, he's not that player. But you can get higher percentage shots. And just standing at the three-point line. But the thing is, the league made him into an outside shooter. New York made him into an outside shooter. So he has that super mentality because the league pumped it up in him. New York pumped it up in him. And you just don't lose that mentality. And that, that's why I'm saying he needs to self-reflect here, look inside a little deeper. Like, where am I? I could be his, like, spiritual coach or something. And, like, tell him this. He probably wouldn't understand me because I don't know if he speaks that great of English. But Yeah, he does. Does he? Okay, good. So yeah. maybe he, he just needs to look in the mirror, understand that New York, that was like five years ago. Like that was when we were in college. You know, how that, that seems like a decade ago. This is part of the TB15 method. And it is. It's, it's body, it's mind, it's spirituality, it's everything. And that's how Nelson Aguilar is so good. But we're not on football. We're going to go back to uh, Porzing. So he just needs to understand what type of player he is. And they need to put him at the five first off. He's not a four. He's a five in this league. Get Boban out of here. Boban's hey, a fantastic hey, hey, player, hey. but he is oh, not a starter. I love he's not Boban. A starter. I do too, but he's not a starter and don't How... play him with Porzingis on the floor. How Boban dare should you? just retire 
and just become an official partner of Goldfish and be in all their commercials because I love the <laughs> yeah. Goldfish commercials with him and Tobias. Bobby and Toby. <laughs> I think he's just to get traded to Philly. I was going to say, Mike, did you hear the recent JJ Reddick podcast? With I Boban, listened to it today, yeah. Where yeah. his first interaction with Tobias was, you don't pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to that one today. And that sounds about right, because when's the last time Tobias passed the ball other than an inbounds play? Hey, Tobias is carrying him tonight. Yeah, yeah seriously. I love Tobias' doing... game. So They're Dallas Clippers, they are. They're up by like what, sixteen, something like that. Good uh, math. Thank you. Yeah, I'm clear. I was a clearly. math major. Remember when we took statistics together? Or modern math, <laughs> freshman year. Was I in that? I think so. <laughs> I thought it was that, yeah. Tommy Space. He doesn't remember it. Tom, no, not at all. Tommy Space, definitely. Hmm. I mean, I passed clearly. I that yeah. wasn't that hard, well, I guess. It was ridiculously easy. That's what I like to hear. Um, yeah, what about – we'll go to the West. We'll stay on the Western Conference here. Suns, Nuggets. We obviously know that Nikola Jokic was named MVP today. Can he win this series against the Suns? And I'm, I'm saying it, can he win it because it's going to have to be him. Can he win it? No. Can the Nuggets win it? No. A little tougher without Jamal Murray. That's the thing. Yeah, I think they can still win it, but it's going to depend on Porter Jr. and Gordon, too. Like, they they have a quote-unquote big three there. Like, if you want to say Porter Jr., Gordon, Jokic, but... That's a medium three. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it a big three. It's definitely a tier down from most big three, but, like, that's still a very dominant three. Ford Jr. stepped up immensely since Murray's been down. But if Murray was healthy and, say, Porter Jr. was the way he was last year with Gordon and Jokic, I would have more faith than current Porter, Gordon, and Jokic, if that makes sense. I think the only thing Gordon honestly brings is defense. When, I'm, yeah. I'm not a big fan of his offense. I was never I, a fan of Gordon. Thank God Celtics didn't trade for him. I just think he would fit. He fits the offense if he decided to cut more, just as an off-ball player. Just cutting, getting, getting in the passing sight line of Jokic. Jokic delivers in the ball, finishes. It was that other like isolation stuff he was doing in Orlando that was just like, this ain't it. This ain't your game. To be game. fair, Orlando kind of asked him probably to do that because they don't have mm-hmm. anything else, so it took him out of his his game. Um, I think the most important player in that series is DeAndre Ayton. If DeAndre Ayton can match Jokic at all, that series is over easy. And he did last night. Defensively, too. It doesn't even need to be offensively, just defensively. What, yeah, Jokic ended up with three assists last night, like nine of 20-something shooting. So, like, Ayton, Ayton matched up with him great. I don't – the toughest thing is Jokic is going to find a way to adjust – and he's going to find a way to put up the numbers because that's what he does. He's that good. It's just a matter of how do the Suns play him? Do they play him in a way where they tell him, go one-on-one against Aiton, 
get your points, we don't care. Or at some point, Jokic figures that out and he does score. And then do they scrap that and uh, switch it up and start doubling and then make Jokic a passer, which I think would be the wrong move. Because I think Jokic it still is a pass first, but he's more than capable of being a scorer. He's the best passing big in the league right now, hands down, by far, in my opinion. I'd agree with that, yeah. And I just think Aiton puts pressure on Jokic differently than any other team in the Western Conference. Because clearly Aiton is a part of the game plan. He may not get as many shots as Jokic, obviously, but he's he's in the game plan for Phoenix, whether it be lobs, whether, whether it just be getting the ball down low within two, three feet and just bodying Jokic, that wears Jokic down just like that. Like, putting putting the big man in defense, well, he's that, that, that wears him down. Aiden's the most, most athletic big man that he's going to face now throughout the playoffs, right, if I'm thinking correctly? I'd put Rudy as pretty athletic if they face Yeah, but, like, Rudy's not yeah. taking that jump shot. Like, Rudy, Rudy's truly just, like, pick and roll. Like Aiden can shoot the elbow jumper if need be. Like as far as skill set, I'd agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably go athletic. I'd put Rudy yeah. as more athletic, probably. I'd say so. I'd kind of agree with that assessment, but I also think that Jokic would probably take a uh, Rudy into the paint, even though he's Rudy's probably going to get a defensive player of the year. I still think I'm pretty sure Jokic has still had his success against Rudy. Just look at Game Seven of last year's playoff series between Utah and Denver, where Jokic had the game-winning shot. Mm-hmm. And see, and see, that's the difference is between Aiton and and Rudy is Aiton's going to force Jokic defensively, and we know Jokic isn't a good defender. I mean, he's he can he's adequate at times, but he's not a good defender. And Aiton's going to wear him down on that end of the floor, which will make him his his job on defense all much easier against Jokic in my mind. No, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. But I also think it's just going to come down to guard play, which Phoenix has the advantage in spades by They're far. Better, yeah, 100%. Because if Chris Paul is the master of the pick and roll, just operating in that, and then you got Booker, who's a bona fide like, stud scorer, and then you have Bridges on the perimeter giving spacing, Cam Johnson as well off the bench. Crowder. Thank you for getting about my guy campaign. Camp, camp, yeah, campaign. Solid player. He is this year. He's turned it on. All I know is Composo can't match up with any of these dudes. Not a chance. All I know is that we're gonna have somehow be mocked by Tommy because the Suns are somehow gonna hold this prediction right, and I'm gonna hate it. That's what I know. You know. That's what happens I, when the Suns Suns got my back. They don't even need Baines anymore. They they got my back. Imagine if they did have Baines. They'd be over. Like the league wouldn't even be happening. No, they'd be bounced. Are you are you a Baines hater? No. Christian doesn't see it the way we do. We should just boot him off the pod. Oh, Baines is you an know, See, this is why I do it, just to get you guys like mad at me. He doesn't I don't think you realize how real athletes are. He doesn't realize Baines. Like, <laughs> I don't think you realize so that. Relax. How many wins did the Raptors have this year? Like, not 30? enough. 
Not enough. That's 30 wins because of Baines. Like, not a, because of Siakam or Lowry or those crap other players. It's because of Baines. Not Van Vliet. Van, no. 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 Van not Vliet norm. was literally riding Jokic's back. Baines is back? <laughs> Who did I say? Jokic? Yeah, Baines. <laughs> My bad. Wrong team. <laughs> No, I don't, See, I don't we, think you'll ever understand. We know who your real crush lies. It's in Jokic. It's not. It's, it's not a Freudian either. slip. No, no. We heard that. No. I'm, if, if the Suns make the finals, I am buying one of those cool Valley jerseys, and I'm customizing with Baines on the back. I don't even care if he's on the team anymore, but I'm putting Baines on the back. You're going to grow your hair like him, like he had it in Boston with the little Yeah, with the little bun the and everything, sure. I'll shave everything off except for the little bun on top. I'll do it. I'll do that if they win the finals. Not if they okay. make the finals, but okay. the Bengals jersey comes if they make the finals. We'll put you Thanks. to it. We'll clip this. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't know how how long would that take to grow, you think? Like enough to bun it? I don't know. I don't know, I mean, man. That's on who. I mean, Tommy, you had connections. Like You could just send a little, little letter his way. Oh, oh you're right. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is – now that he's playing for Toronto, I don't think I have that connection anymore. Who said he's playing? He didn't play in if Toronto. He, he was in Florida this year. Yes, but like, okay, we'll go through the scenario here. If you were a player for the Phoenix Suns and you buy a house in Phoenix and then you get traded to Toronto or Florida, would you sell that house in Phoenix? Yeah, probably. And who says he even bought that house? He could have been renting that house. Yeah, much also like Tom Brady, much like Tom Brady did when he first moved down to Tampa, he was renting from Derek Jeter. See, yeah, it really makes me think I have zero chance now. <laughs> <laughs> Not whatsoever. And he hasn't acknowledged the Australian sniper once. Seriously, like he needs a T-shirt with that. Maybe I should send him a T-shirt. <laughs> what size do you think he's like? Five XL. Maybe three. Three XL? Yeah. I mean, he is a sniper and he hits a three, so maybe so. Yeah, Phoenix Suns are going to the finals and winning this. Because clearly my Milwaukee Bucks are trash. And that's who I had them losing Whoa. to in the finals. So. Well, you need the Bucks in order for the Suns to win and you to grow up this little hair piece. You need the Bucks to win. Yeah. The Suns will beat the Nets. Easy. Like, that's not even competition for them. Stop it. You don't you know actually James, believe that. You know how James Harden and Chris Paul played together? Like, they have beef, and Chris Paul would just hammer him. Yeah, well, watch out for uh, Jimbo Slice when his hamstring gets right. Putting Never all that. Get right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe next season. <laughs> but there ain't nobody stopping KD. Nobody. Mm. Don't even say Bridges. Nobody <laughs> stopping KD. Don't even say Crowder. His name's Crowder yeah, Jay Crowder. Him. Crowder ain't stopping him. He stopped LeBron. He can stop KD. The only thing that stopped KD was Achilles. That's it. Nobody's stopping him. Hey, he's still got those to stop him. <laughs> Be honest with yourself. The fans stopped him too. Hence the burner counts. Oh, yeah. Good point. It now, See, nowadays the burner accounts are like a, a joke and all that, but like now he just uses his regular account and just roasts people. He does. <laughs> so exactly. like we're kind of happy the burners got found out. <laughs> we'll move to the East though. We're talking about it. Bucks and Nets. 
Yikes. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like what's honest, what's worse? What's worse? Offense or defense for the Bucks? Defense. Offense. Offense. Defense. They were supposed to be a defensive team and it's not there. Their defense isn't there. That was supposed to be a defensive team. It wasn't an offensive team all season. It was defensive. Their defense isn't there. Yeah, the defense is fine. If you can't put the ball in the hoop, then your defense isn't going to get set up properly. And guess what? And if you you can't can't stop Kevin, if you can't stop Kevin Durant, you can't stop Kyrie, your offense doesn't matter because you can't stop them. Well, let's not even go that far. They can't even stop Landry Shamit. They can't stop Blake Griffin from dunking. I mean, who can now that he's on the Nets? The guy's like Superman again. (laughs) Exactly. But if you can't – look, they threw the scrubs in towards the end of game two, right? I don't know. I wouldn't watch the game. But all I know is they didn't break 100. If you can't break 100 against the Brooklyn Nets, you're going to lose, and that's, that's an offensive problem. That's it's not defensive. Off- right. It's not a defensive The, the bigger issue that- is offense. But what did that team yeah. what is that team known for? Their offense or their defense? Both. They're both no, it's they're not. supposed it's to not be around well Tommy, what are they known well for? Around. Offense or defense? You know, in years past they were known as an offensive team. It, they would just jack up threes. That's boot and holder system. It happens. They score a lot of points. This year, if you look at their players. I would be inclined to say defense because of PJ Tucker, because of Drew Holiday, and all that. Giannis, Giannis, defense player of the year. year. Blah blah blah. He didn't deserve that, but that's okay. Um, But (laughs) he does either. I personally, I do think defense is an issue. I I would say right now, offense is the bigger issue. I do think defense is an issue too. Like you can't stop anybody. You're not going to stop the Nets. They're going to score 150, 150. Because Christian, look at it this way. Even if your shots aren't falling, if you can at least stop Kevin and Kyrie, it doesn't matter if your shots aren't falling because you're you're stopping. You're not them. stopping either of them. But like Tommy said, you're not even stopping Shamit. That's the Shaman. problem. You got you got to limit the others. Right. You, so you're, not you're not stopping KD and Kyrie. So if you're not limiting the others, what is that? Is that an offensive or a defensive issue? Yeah, that's a defensive issue. So yeah, okay, but the bigger issue is offense. But if you can't stop them on defense, it doesn't matter what your offense does because basically every time they come down, they're going to score no matter what. Is what Mike, I'm getting at. If if you you're setting the you're starting the ball off a rebound, that's a whole lot more a- advantageous than taking it out of your own hoop, stepping out of bounds, throwing the ball in play. That's far right, more I mean, advantageous than you. And if you're not scoring a hundred plus, yeah, that's the problem. But you just said it's more advantageous to get that rebound than throwing it out of bounds. The thing is, they're not yes. getting that rebound because they're not stopping anyone on the defense. So they are throwing it every time from out of bounds. No, I mean, when Brooklyn – I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks have to make shots. Make shots, Brooklyn has to take it out. Whereas you miss shots, Brooklyn gets the ball in transition. But that you same got Kyrie who's split for Brooklyn's offense. That same situation is split. You would say – Bucks offense is worse because they're taking the ball out of bounds every time because they're not making anything on defense. So same scenario you're playing where if the Bucks miss a shot, their offense starts quicker because they're getting defensive rebounds by the Nets. Well, that same scenario applies. Your offense isn't transitioning because you're not getting stops. So now you're inbounding from out of bounds every play. 
So you're not helping your own offense because right. you can't make a stop on defense. Okay, Tom, tell me this. What's Chris Middleton shooting right now in this Terrible. series? Terrible. Terrible. What's he That's doing? A actually did it That's a huge problem. 13 of 43, I think I did the math. Yeah, you did. That's something like that. <laughs> That's an offensive problem. That's humongous offensive problem. Mm-hmm. How is uh, yeah. Drew Holiday shooting? Probably He's actually shooting pretty good. <laughs> pretty good? Okay. He was 6 of 10 last night. I don't remember what the first game was. What's then, Giannis shooting? Defensive player of the year. What's he doing? What's he doing okay. off- offensively? Other than maybe his dunks and layups? Free throw, Nothing he can't like do always. anything. Yeah. Nothing well, like always. And he's the centerpiece of that team. So you know you're hamstrung automatically because you're, he's your centerpiece. So you know offensively you're already hamstrung. You're not dealing with a Kevin Durant as your centerpiece. You're not dealing with a Jason Tatum, a Luka, where you know that centerpiece can get you two points every time you come down the court. So you know you're hamstrung. You know that that guy, he's going to anchor you on defense, though. He's not even doing that right now. And that's where the issue is. He's not giving you what he is best at, and that is defense. I mean, Giannis is shooting like 60, 60% this series, so he's making he shots. He is making shots, but like I said, 18 but where, shot attempts. But where's his shot attempts coming from? Like, right. What's the pain? Most of them it's coming in the paint. Yeah. yeah. And what he is missing is what he is best known for, his defense. His defense is his best attribute. Yeah. Yes, he can create offense because he can tackle and kick out, Yes. But he's not going to shoot. I personally, if you think of Giannis as a player, I don't think, oh my goodness, that's a defensive weapon. Okay, I think of him as a drive away and dunk. Do you think of him exactly. as a three point shooter? I think no, of him as a, as a shack. He's in the exactly. paint, he's going to dunk on you. Yeah, he's Zion. He's, he's Zion. He's Shaq. He's... So when you know that that's your star player and you know that he's that limited on offense, you need his defense to be better because you know you're already limited because he's not hitting that wide open three. He's not hitting his free throws. It's just okay, well, the argument of – go for it. Go ahead. Sure. Now you go for it, Tommy. All right. I'll pass it the, off to you. See, there's, there's a fine line in my mind of defensive players being rim protectors like Rudy Gobert, like Giannis, and guys like Drew Holiday who actually play defense one-on-one. A perimeter defensive player. Perimeter defense, yeah. exactly. I personally would think perimeter defense is more important. Like on my team, mm-hmm. if I have perimeter defenders stopping, as we know, a guard league right now, so Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant even, I know he's not technically a guard, but Whatever. if the perimeter defense out there is winning, then Giannis, because we've seen Giannis, he's guarding guys like Blake Griffin. He's, gu- he's guarding the non-players in this series. He's, he's been on Durant once or twice and has gotten crossed up. Because he's not that good of a defender, he's he's a rim protector. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that aspect. I think he's more of a rim protector than a defensive player, an actual defensive player. Um, but secondly, uh, what was my second point? I lost it. I forgot my second point. Christian, go this. ahead with what you're saying. I'll find it. No, nah, I was just gonna kick it to you anyway. So yeah, but either way, I think the Bucks are just stalling on both ends of the floor. It's it's not one or the yeah. other. I think they just they're playing a more talented team right now. And that's the thing. It's ultimately yeah. both aspects. It's just, personally, I think it's more defense. If you can create stops, it helps your offense. Just like how Christian what? was saying, well, if Brooklyn, if the Bucks hit shots, it hurts Brooklyn's offense. It's the same thing. It, it goes the both same, ways. 
yeah. yeah, we're saying the same thing, basically. We're just – I'm using what you're saying to help my argument for my defensive aspect. You're using my argument for why defense is more important to help your offensive aspect. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either way, the Bucks are getting trounced. Um, I still personally have faith that they can win a couple games in a series, make it a legit series. I do think James Harden being out hurts the Nets enough where the Bucks could steal a few. And I really don't think that all these shots from all these random Brooklyn Nets players will keep falling. I will simply agree with you because if Jason Tatum with a bunch of bums can will his team to at least one win, Giannis should at least be able to will his team to a win. That was my other argument. It was the one we had last night is a jump shot is the most important thing in the NBA. Oh, 100%. Two wins. Giannis should be able yeah, to yeah. drag this team to two wins. wins. At least two. Four wins. I double down. <laughs> well, okay, but they're winning the series. The six. And thing is, pump the brakes. <laughs> rewatch Game Five of Celtics Nets. With like four minutes to go, that game was still only separated by eight points. The yeah, Nets it was a cl- it Nets was a fairly close game. The Nets didn't step on the Celtics' throne and try to close them out, which I don't know why. Like, you see a team that they'll uh, that limited. You step on their throats and you show no mercy. You blow them out of the court just like they just blew up Milwaukee and make sure Jason Tatum can't will them back. Like, So I look at it as like if the Celtics can somehow stay that close in a game five where it's possible elimination, if they can win one game with literally just Jason Tatum, um, Giannis, Milton, Drew should be able to get at least two wins. But ultimately, it just takes one humongous run from Brooklyn, yep. which, which you saw, like you said in Game Three Five shots. in the in the fourth quarter. What was it? Kyrie hits a three, then Harden Durant hits a three, and three. Durant. I don't and for whatever the order, and it's just like yeah. they go on one big run, and it's like you're done. That eight point lead now just turned into seventeen points, like because like and, you said they go on a run. It just takes one big run from them, and it, you could be playing well, but that one big run just ends up, you're like, oh, shit, now we're down. It was, it was a lot like the Warriors back in the day when it was Curry, Thompson, and Durant, and it takes like 40 seconds, and all, all of them put up a three. <laughs> They're like, well, that's game. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Other Eastern Conference, um, Philly, Atlanta, as we're talking here, Philly is taking game two here behind the one need Joel Embiid forty point game. How That's how a, injured is his meniscus? Oh, I think it's bad. It, I mean, he's putting up forty tonight. Yeah, but what do the Hawks have at down low bigs? Clint Capella, <laughs> the second most important Ooh. player on the Hawks. Ooh, Clint Capella, defensive stopper. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Do you think Atlanta wins this series, or is Philly uh, Philly going to win it? Philly should win it. Should. It I still think on NB's health. I don't know. I still think Philly wins. I, as much as Atlanta has the firepower, I I don't. I think uh, Philly is a more upgraded version of the Knicks. A better, much better version of the Knicks. So I, I think the defense is better. I think offensively there there's a lot more options. Mm-hmm. compared to the Knicks. How many uh, so MVP I, votes did the Knicks have this year? 
one. Knicks? What? Did Julius Derek Randall Rose? not get any? I'm pretty no. sure he didn't get a first place vote. No. Oh my gosh. This guy's letting me down. All right, never mind that. No, but even still, like ultimately Embiid's the key to this. It, it, can you stay mm-hmm. healthy for the full series or can you stay on the court, which is the better question for this whole series? So I heard an interesting thing too today. And it was um none of us were alive when or we might have been alive, but we weren't watching basketball when Shaq first came into the league. But even early on in his career then Shaq was the most dominant player. But nineties Shaq compared to like two thousand one, two thousand two Shaq, both super dominant league, but two thousand Shaq was on a completely different level of domination than nineties Shaq. And basically the thing was they were asking like they were basically saying Embiid's the most dominant player as a center. They were saying. Whether you want to say it's him or Jokic, that's up to you, but is Embiid more 90 Shaq or 2001, 2002 Shaq? And I think he's still in that 90s range to me personally. Like, he hasn't hit that top ceiling yet, I don't think. I also think it's 90s just because of the people around him too. I think, I don't know, part of me thinks Ben Simmons is more like Penny. Mm. Whereas, I there's no comparison to Kobe like on this team. Could you and the I, injuries just kill him too? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not even gonna compare him to Shaq. Like Joel Embiid's, he's an injury waiting to happen. I don't, I don't think he makes it through this series personally. And I think so, Atlanta wins the series because of that. I don't think he's Shaq at all. Like he's talented, hundred percent. He's a good center, but man, that dude is always off the court. So, Tommy, just to let you know, Julius Randle had a total of 20 votes. One-third, a two-fourth. 19-second. And nine-fifths. It's not bad. <laughs> it's a good thing the postseason didn't count. That is very true. If that's the case, Derrick Rose would have been, like, all first-place votes because he was phenomenal. <laughs> so, do you, do, you, do you guys see anybody stop in Brooklyn? Eastern Conference, that is. No. At this point, no. If you can get healthy, maybe, maybe Billy. That's my only hope. I'm on the anyone but Brooklyn train right now because I was going to yeah. adopt Dallas as my team, but they decided to sink the bed. Yeah. So now I'm on the anyone but Brooklyn. So you're uh, you're on my son's bandwagon then. Anyone but Brooklyn. But right. then the son's bandwagon. All right, the question is, so you guys think the Suns would match up the best against Brooklyn in our finals? No. Match no. up? I think it should be the other way around. Brooklyn has to match up with Phoenix. They got nothing uh, to stop them. You really should match up the best. Clippers should match yeah. up the best. Small ball-wise, I agree with that. <clears throat> Kawhi on. Kawhi on Kevin. George on Harden. Yeah. Rondo. Pat Bev. All on Kyrie. At Bev, yeah. At Bev doesn't see the court. <laughs> he doesn't, but that's because Luca's like, too big. If you want to go to like take out Kyrie on the court, you send in Pat Bev. <laughs> I I am a huge believer of the overrated Patrick Beverly. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I am he too. too. He is trash. But like, if you want somebody to go start a fight, it's Pat Bev. Start a fight, yeah, you will, and then he'll be gone for the next forty-seven minutes of the game. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe it'll take a, one of those star players in the meantime. It'll help the Clippers win that game. And with the Clippers' luck, he'll take out, like, that, that random guy on the bench. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll take out Kawhi. He'll Kawhi yes, Deon- I know. He'll take out DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Is he even on the team still? 
Yeah. Yeah. You just not play. Yeah. Exactly. He'll take out Steve Nash, you know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. guarding the best point guard yeah. on the team. But it's Steve we're Nash. speaking about the Nets, Christian, have you seen the latest news? What's that? your feelings. Supposedly the Celtics are interested in D'Antoni. As you should be. Uh, Celtics, Blazers, and I forget what who the other team was are interested in D'Antoni. Ooh. Hard pass. Hard pass for me. I think D'Antonio would be a great fit for Dame. Oh, my goodness. So okay, D- Dame's not coming here. <laughs> Tommy, I never said where. I just said Dame. Yeah, Dame's that's not coming to Boston. <laughs> Dame's not coming to Boston. Imagine Marcus Smart in a Mike D'Antonio offense. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> No, Peyton, I hope it happens. No, no, no. Dude already takes too many threes. Peyton Pritchard's oh, gonna goodness. run. Peyton Pritchard's running the offense if Mike D'Antoni comes here. If Mike D'Antoni comes here, Taco Bell better be the James Harden of that offense. Oh God, no! He's gonna ship Taco Fall off just like he did Clint Capella. Oh, true, true. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't like big men. He's, so be, he's means, gonna be like Marcus Smart's your five. Okay. No, he's. Grant Williams would probably be the five in order. Like, why the hell is he in? He sucks. If there's anybody I think I could be in a basketball game in the NBA, Grant Williams might be on that list. I, I can't stand watching him play. I wouldn't yeah. be able to beat anybody in the NBA, but. Obviously, I'm not going to beat anybody. But, like, if I had to, like, place a bet, he's on top of my list. I bet you guys truly miss Abdul Nader right now. Oh, yes. Diego. Yeah. Diego. <laughs> That's what you guys call him, Diego? We call him Diego for some reason, yeah. <laughs> Why did we call him that? I think I showed you a picture of him. I was like, guess his name. And he said Diego, I'm pretty sure. Did I say he looked like the saber tooth from Ice Age? Diego? Oh, maybe. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, nah, but I'm happy for the guy. He's he's riding the Suns to a championship this year on the bench in street clothes. So he'll get somebody's, a ring. Somebody's got to cheer him on. That's right, and he's doing a great job of it so far. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on here. Um, basketball's happening. We love it. Um, you're, all of our teams are out clearly, except for my sons. Um, you're I, wearing orange today for like I don't. I am wearing orange right now too. And I'm the black hat. And the black hat. I I need a valley jersey, man. Those things are fire. <laughs> Not gonna lie, like when those originally came out, I was like, those are the best jerseys in the league, and here they are, best team in the league. When they released all I like the I like the Blazers one the most. The Oregon? Yeah, that yeah. is my favorite. I do like those too. Anything better ah. than the boxing green one? Ugh, that's ugly. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know if I remember that. It's the Green Lantern. Green. The Green oh, Lantern. Yeah, green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, those like are too bad. That was putrid. All right, Boston's tropics though. I was gonna say Boston's had some ugly uh, alternate uniforms the past few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all started with the t-shirt ones. Oh, God. Like the ones with sleeves? Yeah. yeah. You remember those? Yeah, I kind of like those. I didn't. It was, the, it was the color that was just awful. It was the gray. Know, the, the Bulls had one, too. The Bulls looked fine. Like, Jimmy Butler was rocking them in Chicago. All I remember from the sleeve era is LeBron ripping off his sleeves. Because mm-hmm. he's LeBron. He can do that. But I, but it's like that same era too. Like, like 
five years prior, they tried. Remember, I don't know if you remember this question. It was like a Celtics Lakers game, and they did like the throwback jerseys where they started wearing like the short shorts again. Do you remember that? Oh, it was like yeah, a Christmas yeah, yeah. game, and like yeah. after halftime, all the Lakers players came out in like regular shorts because Kobe shirt. couldn't deal. He couldn't deal yeah. with the short shorts. Not a true go. <laughs> Not a true goat. You gotta be able to play in the short shorts. Not I think it's funny goat. how how that's changed so quickly because, like, if you look at early in LeBron's career, he was always wearing like the baggy, baggy shorts below the knees, like dunking on people. Nowadays, his shorts barely get past his his groin, and he's got the, the and the white the white spandex underneath it, so it doesn't show his thighs. Like, it's so so small. Um, if anybody's on roids in the NBA, Tim. Just saying, I've had. I think he's doing something. There's no way you stay that jacked throughout a whole season. No way. In my, in my personal opinion. No, I don't see it. I I feel like that dude would get tested more than anyone else. Yeah, but it's like it doesn't have to be roids. It can be like one of those like legal substances that basically roids. Just like you're seeing in baseball right now, they're all using a legal substance, but. They're getting an extra hey. stick on the ball. As long as it's legal, it's fair. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But uh, another podcast I was listening to the other day was like, they were like comparing errors and they were like talking about somebody from the 80s and they were like, man, if anybody can put up 30 in Chuck T's, I have to respect the hell out of that player because Chuck <laughs> T's are what I wear as casual shoes and I, my feet feel uncomfortable within an hour of wearing them. These players wore them for three hours and put up 30. Like, how could I not respect that? It, wasn't there a story in The Last Dance where Michael Jordan wore his Air Jordan 1s mm-hmm. for, like, one of the final games in Madison Square Garden? Yes. And his, like, feet were pretty much bleeding and peeling off? Yes, I remember. I didn't Dude. watch all that series, but I remember that one. You didn't watch all that? No. Are you even a fan of the game? It it was too much of what Michael wanted to show the world. It, it, it wasn't – I know that's what it was supposed to be. It's Michael Jordan's last dance. I get it. But, like, it was just too much of, like, what he wanted out there. What He scripted it. I don't know. So you're well, saying you want, like, a docuseries um, from Dennis Rodman's point of view. Let's get it from all There's already one out that there. That is Rodman's point of view, though, might be the, the craziest out of all of them. <laughs> Just think about it. Yes. But, like, he, he, I feel like he'd tell the truth because he's on, like, some truth serum or something. <laughs> so, like, the truth would come out. Uh, he's best friends with King John there's Moon, a, so, like. There's already a 30 for 30 on Rodman, so. Mm, not is, good enough. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I need, a, I need a full series. Okay, well. You kind of have a look there. I don't really want Pippin's point of view because who does? Like, Pippin's a forgotten man. Let's get Steve Kerr's point of view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, t- I mean, they wouldn't t- have won without him. Tony Kukoc. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, we'll switch topics here from the NBA. Um, we got another draft in the books here. We did one with JP yesterday. We got another one now. I'm going to let you guys explain this one because you guys came up with it. So whoever whoever wants to, feel free. 
All right, I'll explain it since I print. This was kind of my brainchild on the, on the spot. So I was thinking just because, you know, we had JP yesterday, he's engaged, he's going to get married next year. I'm thinking, what are the top five celebrity guests you would bring to a wedding if you could? Obviously. At first, I was going to say, who would your first five, uh, top five musical like performances be at a wedding? But Tommy's like, nah, veto. Yeah, I, I would be like, eh, I don't know anybody. You could have picked Selena five times, Tommy. I mean, I could, but like, once I take her once, like, it's not that great. All right. So now that the parameters are set, Mike Hatch, you have pick number one. Um, so I couldn't go with the easy steal right now because we all know Christian's number one pick is based off his movie preference. Um, so I could go with the easy steal, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Will Smith. Ooh. Fresh Prince. Okay. All right. My pick? Will Ferrell. No, I was actually going to go Jay-Z with my first pick. <laughs> And if that that means a package deal for Beyonce too, then no. Nope. But you only get one. But I I only get one, so I'll take Jay. Um, I'm not gonna take Beyonce because I'll let that come back around to you. Doesn't she? But I am another rocket. Never mind. Keep going. Nah. What about the Rockets? What? No, none. Isn't she like a minority owner in one of those teams? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know that either. But I'm gonna go with um. Someone who's who's fun size, and that's Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That dude brings the energy. That that's an energy like, if you, that's an energy boost. The the party's a little down. You got Kevin Hart to bring it up. There you go. That's a good choice. And you know, I I have to bring counterpart to him as well. So I'm gonna bring someone else who has a lot of energy, and that's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so sure Kevin Hart, Ryan Reynolds are my one too. Are you sure what? you're not going to accidentally say his name at the, at the altar? <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if I did. I mean, I don't think my wife would either. <laughs> All right. My next pick, I'm going to go with The Rock. <laughs> I'm going to go okay. have The Rock as my next guest. All right. <clears throat> um, based off his latest Instagram stories, um, you can tell the man has a good time. He'll be invited to my bachelor party just because of what his story showed. I gotta go, Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. <laughs> um, number three. You have to realize, though, with that pick, you're gonna be in those stories, too. So, like, are you okay uh, with I'll that? Just be the, I'll just be at the poker table. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you will, Paul Pierce will get you going. <laughs> um, number three. I think I'm going to stick on the athlete rope. Mm, yeah, I'm going to – my next three picks are all going to be athletes, I'm pretty sure. Um, good time. Shaq. Shaq. Brought him up a couple times today. Okay. All right. My third pick, I'm going to – this is probably a really bad pick, but I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to go with Rachel McAdams. I got to have a Rachel. Interesting pick. 
I choose Rachel. <laughs> okay, so he's going to... Tommy, so you know what he's doing, right? He's setting up to have a wedding crash. The next two picks are going to be Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Owen Wilson's not a bad pick. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not going to go that way because I have to go with someone wild this time. And um, I'm going with the foxy lady herself, Megan Fox. And uh, <laughs> It's got to be wild, you know? That sounds like a... Re- that sounds like a direct reaction from my pick. You didn't I really pick for yourself. You're just I like, mean, I, had oh, her, I had her on my list. It's just, you know, I didn't know when what, to pick her. And I, I was like, you know, what third, list? third's okay. What my list? list of five right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but coming back around, my fourth pick, another really um, comedic guy, I think could give a hell of a toast. And that's Paul Rudd. Mm. Ooh. Really good one. Yes. All right, for my fourth pick, I think it's a really good value pick. Kind of the similar route to uh, Mike with an athlete, a former athlete, but somebody who would be a lot of fun and a lot, very personable. I'm going to go Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, Shaq's roasting the hell out of you. <laughs> I hope this isn't the same wedding and all that, like a dual wedding, no, because Shaq and Chuck will just get in That would be interesting, though. <laughs> Um, so I'm actually going to change up my fourth pick. Um, kind of like the idea of the toast, but I was kind of thinking Will Smith could give my toast. Like he, he was really good in pitch. So I feel like he'd be able to oh, give yeah. a pretty good one. So what are you going to uh, pick? Kevin James? No. That's a good one. I think I am. Um, Chris Rock. Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Kevin James did spark that one though for me. Thank you. I was thinking like growing up because I was like I was debating Adam Sandler. I was thinking growing up. So you said yeah. Kevin James, Chris Rock. Um, Chris Rock's and, a better choice. I'll give you that. And then four, I got to bring the life of the party. Yo soy fiesta, Gronk. Gronk. Oh yeah, Gronk. Yo soy fiesta. <laughs> yes. Oh, my pick now with the fifth one. Oh man. I'm kind of like stuck on grasping for stuff here. Shoot. You know what? Just because Mike already threw it in my head, I got to go. Will Ferrell is my last pick. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> now, Tommy, there's a clear number five for you right now. And if you don't do it, I'm calling BS on you being a fan. I'm not, I'm not going to female. I know I know you want me to. Nope. Is that you're thinking? Okay, no, because I'm thinking of someone who is who is starred next to Will, Fer- Will Ferrell. And whose last name actually kind of rhymes with Pharaoh, and it is Steve Carell. Oh, good one. But no, uh, not okay. who I was thinking. Who are you thinking? You are, not a Derek, you are not a Derek Rose fan if you are not inviting him to your wedding. <laughs> Have you seen the interviews nope. with Derek Rose? Because he yeah. is the most soft spoken, laid back <laughs> person. And he's just going to sit in the pews as I get married. There's no fun in that. Okay, what about that? There's a lot. He, he's a very responsible person. He is. And I'm not looking for a responsible at the after party. <laughs> what about Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines, it's just too much for the crowd to handle. Like all the attention would be on him, where it's supposed to be my wedding. You know, you get, you'd get all of Australia's attention. And that's too much attention. I don't need that attention. <laughs> so the one person I was having, and it was just because, like, they say when you're at the altar, you get that little moment of like cold feet. Never. I I've need- done it three times. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one person I was really 
debating case like a gun threat scenario was Garnett. Like if there was anybody to snap me out of that, he would get in my face and just stare me in the eyes and probably headbutt me as if I was like the uh, hoop stand and just knock me out of that zone. But he might knock you into another world. Yeah. All right, go ahead and uh, restate your five picks for me. Mike first. Will Smith. Paul Pierce. Shaq. Chris Rock. Gronk. Okay. Paul Pierce was a stretch, but <laughs> it just seemed like in light of recent recent things, he yeah. had to be at the bachelor party. All right. Mine was Jay-Z, The Rock. Is Jay-Z performing at your wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He doesn't – He's got such a deep catalog, he doesn't need to play 99 Problems unless the crowd wants him to. They do. I will be there rooting for it. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be that one guy. Of course you are. All right, so I had Jay-Z, The Rock, uh, who's my – Rachel McAdams. (laughs) You're like, who did I pick third? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. like, I don't know why I picked her. <laughs> no, I know why I picked her. I just, I was like, why did you pick her? Pick... That's like one of the most random ones. Because <laughs> she's like my female actor, actress crush. You know? Hey, if you think about it, too, I think she's, she was, she's she was in, good in that movies. Netflix show with Will Ferrell where they sang. You could have Will Ferrell and her sing anyway. Yeah, Will Ferrell is a wine mixer. It's a fucking, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. Uh, my fourth pick, who the hell did I pick for? Oh, Charles Barkley, Charles I picked fourth. And then my last pick was Will Ferrell. All right, I had Kevin Hart, Ryan Reynolds, my girl Megan Fox, Paul Rudd, and Steve Carell. I really brought Steve Carell along for the for the singing as well. Like, do you remember the goodbye, Toby? Like that one? <laughs> I love his singing. So I really Toby's going away. <laughs> hey, yeah. Make sure he doesn't promise anything to you because he doesn't hold up on his promises. And Scott I feel Scott. like, well, yeah, Scott's thoughts was an unfortunate event, <laughs> but I feel like he might get me like a rock for my present. Like suck on that. Wait, but... hold, hold on, Tommy. I'm surprised. Also, you didn't consider Amelia Clark as one of your options as well. I honestly, I tried to think of my wife's perspective in this and like Megan Fox is there to entertain, but like the other ladies like Selena Gomez, Lee Clark, Haley Steinfeld, like those ladies I'm picking for selfish reasons. I would want them to be there so that they somehow get married to me over my wife. And I'm just thinking about my wife's, my wife's mindset here. Is Steve Carell going to be your bestest mentor? He's not, no. No. Whoa. Mm-mm. None of these, none of the people I put on here are going to be in my party. They're just invited. Okay. I mean, Megan Fox can be the ring bearer if she'd like, but. The ring bear? Yeah. <laughs> that's up to her. I could say the ring fox. I mean, but. Hey, ho, ho, ho. That's hey, what man. she'll really <laughs> That foxy lady. Um, oh, man, we got to end it on that. <laughs> all right that'll do it for this episode we put out two this week christian um i hope we're not thinking of doing two every week because man it's a lot of work it is it's a lot of work you know and you know we have full-time jobs to worry about um anything else from you guys on any any topic ever nope not that i can think of we would like to thank the newly newly house owner michael hatch for coming on 
So this week we had a newly engaged guest and a new homeowner guest oh, in my catch. How about this? Like our friends are just, just coming up in life, claps for them. They're growing up so fast. They are. So congrats to Mike and Tori. Say hi to Tori for us, Mike. Um, um, and yeah, we'll end it right there. We will uh, see you guys on the flippity flip. See you